Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora, and whether you are on the road to restoration, have fallen off the road of restoration, need to get back on the road, or maybe you're just weary of being on the road, I really believe that this podcast is for you. And those of you that are joining us for the first time, thank you so much. Also want to remind you to please subscribe and place comments in because all of that helps us connect with people and we'll get back to you in those comments and allows us to have a conversation about today's topic. And I'm excited because today we're recording in a unique place. Normally we're in a uh, kind of a house feel, but today we are in Ontario, California, with Voz Church, with Pastor Robert Rocha. Come on, somebody. Pastor Rob, it's great to be here. Where are we at today? We are at, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be here. It's such a joy and an honor. Thank you to Voz Church. And we are at Mestiza Cafe, 200 South Euclid Avenue in Ontario, California. They've been so gracious to open up their doors so that we could be here today to uh, record this. So Mestiza in the house, let's give it up for Mestiza. Yes. Very Pretty prestigious place. You know, uh, we got we actually got news today that Mestiza is this, uh, got awarded the best small business of the year in this district of Ontario. So can you imagine That's that? It's an honor. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here. I want to talk to you today about complete restoration. Mm. On my Instagram today, I wrote this. It says, um, your healing will often frighten people who benefited from your season of brokenness. Heal anyways. Your God story is going to restore multitudes. Wow. And I know there's a story in the Bible I want to talk about where people really didn't want this guy to be healed. Wow. And because his healing challenged people. Sometimes people would rather have us broken than restored. Absolutely. And I want to read this verse. It's in Mark chapter 3, verse 1. It says, again, Jesus went into the synagogue and a man was there whose hand was withered. It says, the Pharisees were watching Jesus closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse Jesus. He said to the man whose hand was withered, get up and come forward. Everybody say, get up. up. Say, come forward. forward. And he asked the general public there that was in the synagogue, he said, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? The Bible says, is it lawful to do good or evil, to save or to kill? But they kept silent. After looking around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness and arrogance and the arrogance that was in their hearts. He told the man with the withered hand, hold out your hand. And he held it out and his hand was completely restored. Wow. This is the type of story in the Bible, Pastor Rob, that we need to get into because most people today uh, need to know that restoration is possible in the church. And so many times people don't see that the church is a house of healing. But the church is a house of healing. How many of you were healed at church? How many of you were healed knowing Jesus at church? And so here is a man who got healed in church. However, I imagine that his process uh, was painful. 
because what he went through in front of people was kind of, I don't know, treacherous. So, Pastor, when you see the story, what does God say? What would you say to the story? Well, first of all, if you have not subscribed to Pastor Sergio's Road to Restoration podcast, you need to do that right away. Because so many stories about what you're talking about in this restoration. God is a God of restoration. Yes, sir. And he's restored your life. He's restoring. My, he's restored my life. And so if you haven't signed up and subscribed, you need to do that right away. But getting back to the story in Mark chapter 3, one of the first things I noticed was that Jesus called out the man. This was one of the particular stories where the man wasn't looking to be healed. That's this, right. this is one of the stories where the man wasn't begging for healing. It's, it's almost as wow. if wow. Uh, uh, he was okay with his dysfunction. The Bible doesn't say that he didn't have a hand. It said that the hand was withered. It was dry. And it's almost as if it co he's communicating to us that there's areas in our life that we've become okay with that Jesus is not okay with. And the first thing Jesus does is he steps forward and he calls the man out and he says, you come here. And when, when he calls him out, I think that communicates to us. Yes. There's been many times that we allow certain dysfunctions in our life. We kind of quote with it. We kind of just get used to, you know, life will always, this is just how it's going to be. It's always going to yeah. be this way. This is how it yes. was. And, but Jesus is saying, no, I've got something better. So this man was not looking for restoration, but I'm so grateful for a God that even though we are in that dysfunction, he calls it out and then he calls him forward as if, as if he, he's saying, I have something better for you. So he calls him out right in the middle of this crowd. And then one of the things that is amazing about it is that the second thing I see is that Jesus says, come forward, get up and come forward. And what this also communicates to me is that your restoration is never behind you. It's always in front of you. Whoa. Wow. Because it's so easy when you're going through restoration to stay back, to think, well, I don't get to go forward. Yes. I'm going to just settle right here. Yes. This is where I'm going to be. It's almost like that phrase that's been said, I made my bed and I'm going to live in it. Yes. And Jesus isn't, he's calling us out. He's calling us out. And he says, step forward. In other, in other words, he's saying the, the best years are not behind you. And many people have the tendency to believe and say, I gave him my best years. I gave her the best years of my life. I, I, I wasted all that time. And God is saying, no, 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 no. You haven't seen your best years. Your best years are in front of you. So step forward. So whoever's listening today needs to understand that your best years are in front of you. Restoration's always moving forward, never looking back. Can we just give God praise right now for that? Yeah. Wow. I think um, I think one of the hardest things about restoration is you feel like the past is much more powerful than the possibility mm. of a better future. Mm. And the pain to believe that things can get better is so treacherous that it's almost, you would rather not dream again because mm. it's too painful. Mm. 
But what you're saying is restoration can only happen. Can only happen. When you step forward. When you step forward. Why don't, why don't we step forward? Why don't we step forward and why do we stay stuck? I, I think there's a, a few reasons. Uh, one, like the man he got used to living in the dysfunction. There's so, there's so many people that have become so used to the dysfunction that they don't li know how to live outside of the dysfunction. Like you become so comfortable there that you don't know how to live in true joy and true peace. You don't even know what that looks so like. So we settle. And we settle and we say, this is how it's always going to be. This is, but, but again, I love that God always challenges us. Get up, move forward. There's a better future in front of you. The, the, another thing that I noticed is that Jesus says, stretch out your hand. And when we read it in hindsight, it's, it's a beautiful story. Stretch out your hand. But here's what I noticed. I noticed that most of us, whenever we want to give God something, we always give him our best. But this man The Bible says that his hand was withered. In other words, it was it was dry. It was dead. And, And if he was, it was he was embarrassed. He was in shame. He was in shame. Right. But most of us, this is what communicates to me. Most of us, let's be honest. If Jesus would have asked us to stretch out our hand, we would not stretch out the withered hand. We stretch out the good hand. Hey, tell the truth. We would stretch out the wow. good hand because we always want everybody to see The good stuff, you know how when you post on Instagram, you always post the good stuff, you throw the filters on there. You don't want nobody, you, you know, it took you 10 shots to get, to get that right angle. And you don't, you don't show the, the you don't show, can we keep it real for a moment? Oh, Lord yeah. Jesus. I think we're all convicted right now. <laughs> Because we're taught, always put your well, we, best. We, we want to just look good. Like we want to feel good, look good. Just give that impression. Always put your best foot forward. Yeah. But Jesus asked him for the withered hand. In other words, God can never heal what you continue to hide. And as you continue to hide it, he can't heal it. But the but Jesus has a way. This is what I love about Jesus. Jesus has a way of making you feel so comfortable that you can show him the withered, the dry and the dead areas of your life and said, that's the real, that's what I really want from you. Somebody. Uh, those of you that are watching us today, you could comment, um, share with us what your thoughts are. I want to talk um, for a couple of minutes about shame. I think all of us mm. have experienced shame. All of us want to put our best foot forward, but Maybe it is true what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. When I am weak, that's when I'm strong. Amen. Paul said, I will delight. I will boast about my weakness yeah. so that the power of Christ can rest upon me. I like that. I like that perhaps broken is the new healed. Mm. Wow. Honest wow. is the new holy. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like to admit that you're not perfect is actually the real process of sanctification mm. because so many times we feel like we need to be perfect. Mm. And I like the idea of what you said, God can't heal what we hide. Why do we hide? 
Why is shame become such a big part of our culture? Part of the reason, I think there's multiple reasons, but part of the reason is because we, we still live in that place of performance. I have to prove myself, have to perform, but Jesus is never asking for performance. The truth is that he already took our shame. He became shame for us. So when we understand the true concept of grace, of God's grace in our life, we understand we don't have to perform from him. We're already loved. We're already accepted. And so we stay stuck in shame. One, lack of revelation of God's grace in our life. Yeah how much he really loves you, that there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. He loves you. You're his son. You're his daughter. And so the lack of that revelation of God's grace, it's almost like it forces us to perform. And But Jesus makes an invitation. You don't have to perform. I love you. You're my son. You're my daughter. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. I love you. I want to pray for people right now. You might be watching us right now and or listening to the podcast and saying, that's me. Well, we all want you to know that's us as well. I don't think there is a person on planet Earth out of the 8 billion people on planet Earth who have not struggled mm. with weakness, shame, fear, guilt, and their past. So what we're going to do right now, collectively, we're going to pray. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do Amen. because only the Holy spirit can bring revelation to yeah. us that we're already loved mm. and that we're already healed. And that when Jesus died on the cross, he took our shame. So we're going to pray right now. Heavenly father, we ask right now for every person that is watching, that is listening, that right now is being overcome with the spirit of shame, guilt, and fear. I pray, Spirit of God, that you would move supernaturally upon their heart, upon their mind, upon their soul. Cause them to look to you, to look beyond what they feel, and to trust you by faith that you are enough. What you did was enough. The price was already paid. And now I pray that you release the anointing to receive. Receive healing. Receive grace. Receive forgiveness in those areas where shame has existed. And devil, we serve you notice, you have no right, no right to release guilt, shame, and fear over us. We counsel you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, let's give them praise. Come on, somebody. Pastor Rob, thank you. Walsh Church, thank you. And thank you for watching the podcast, The Road to Restoration. Again, uh, like, comment. Let us know how God ministered to you. And invite a friend to be part of the conversation of the road to restoration. Thanks for watching and listening. God bless you.